0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's gaming news, and we bring it straight to you. I'm your host for episode 83 I'm Black Ice. I'm joined by my co-host uh, almost each and every week, because as you can see, you know, for those of you who weren't here or were here last week, you know, we were missing a key member. So we're going to start off by saying welcome back May 25th. How are you feeling
1: today? Good, I'm good. I'm sorry I couldn't be with y'all last week. Your boy had some stuff that he had to go deal with, so I'm back and I'm ready to get back into the swing of things. Let's do it, Let's do it. Okay.
0: Good, good, good. And uh, I know we switched up the order on you here, Manny, but um, you know what's going on? Goop, how you doing?
2: It's all good. I think May 25th was just gooping last week, and he just couldn't handle the goop.
1: Whoa, whoa! Let's not talking about what I can and cannot handle. All right, hold on. Oh, that's a challenge, hold guys. On. Hold on, buddy. I
0: just, I just want to say that. Hold on, it, saying he can't handle the goop just sounds. I know it sounds weird. Yeah, yeah no. I really
1: thought you should. You should have set a pause. You, you should have set a pause. Yeah, that was. That was a... it, 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 you you, you should have threw one in there just for safe measure. I guess not all of us about to say you still have a window. <laughs> I don't know. That would no matter I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna leave
2: that
0: window open. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, well, my boy. We're here to we're not here to talk about goop. We're here to talk about some games. <laughs> uh, you know, Chris, you weren't here last week to talk to us about your buffer, so I did wanna, you know, give you a chance to to give your answer, give your thought process around the question, and then you can hit us off with uh with this week's one. So take it away.
1: Um you guys wanted me to give my thoughts on a game that could be mobilized, was it? Mm-hmm. That, um, uh, You know, I'm not going to lie, I didn't think this kind of thing would have been capable and actually run smoothly until I saw what they were able to do against an impact. Um, so because of that, There's a lot of different mobile games I would love to see take on the whole RPG aspect of things. Like, I know we used to get a lot of the Grand Theft Auto games and whatnot in, like, a PSP format, and, uh, like, Liberty City Stories and all that stuff. I think today you could still come up with some really, really dope-ass mobile games that straight up just don't have to be on a console, per se, and still work. And, yeah, Grand Theft Auto would be dope. I'd love to be able to just pull up my phone and just be able to pull up the game and then Play right there. That's that's yeah. That that would work. That would work for me at least.
0: Like the current um, style, or the old style.
1: Um, both. Like I think it'd be cool to still go back and be able to play the old school Liberty City story, the uh, part three, if you wanted to. Um, and then even some of the stuff right now. Like, imagine if you were able to kind of jump into the online server via your cell phone. Mm. Like that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know if your phone would be able to run it good, depending on what you got, but. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's cool as hell. I'm here for it. Or, like, even something like Elder Scrolls Online. If I could play that on my phone, I would actually be way more prone to playing the game. But, like, because it's got the whole, I gotta sit in front of the console and actually play it that way, it doesn't get that much burn out of me. But, yeah, the next person to come up with a really good RPG that can be played on the phone, I think, is gonna hit it out of the park. Because Genshin Impact, I, I really didn't think that was gonna run as flawlessly as it does and be as big of a hit as it ended up being because the game runs really smoothly and it always kind of has, in my opinion. Um, I never really experienced so many bugs or anything like that while I was playing, so... Yeah, that gave me a lot of faith. I don't think I truly believed in uh, a lot of what mobile gaming could possibly be until that actually came out and did as well as it did. Before that, I was like, all right, games like Among Us and all that shit make sense. But, damn, they out here putting out full-ass games on mobile shit now. Okay, okay, this is what it is? Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that'd be my, my answer. Some kind of new RPG, for sure. I don't think I'd ever enjoy FPS or anything like that on mobile, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay. that, that's my answer. My long-winded-ass answer. Um, this week's buffer. What's a game that sh- you think should be top five? It's not, Right? it's not but what's that thing that you think is like holding it back from making the leap to top 5 you know like it's got to be something like it has has to be a game that has a loyal fan base like people do play the game but it's almost like uh like a niche type of thing like he, they only have so many fans the fans go hard but they only have so many so um for me ultimately i think my answer came down to And we might actually be getting this in a game form at some point either this year or next year, but I really always have to come back to DayZ because the game literally is, like, almost perfect. (laughs) Like, almost perfect. But the parts that are rough about the game are really rough. You know what I'm saying? Like, the graphics, rough. Mm -hmm. The... uh, the even the, the gameplay, how things are, nothing in the game is smooth, in my opinion. Like not one thing in Daisy is is what I would call smooth. Um, it just feels like it, it, it. No matter what, it always feels like it needs to cook a little bit longer in the pot. But it's got so many good fundamentals. So I, I keep thinking that that new game coming out. Um, what's it called? The day, day, the day after, before. day before. There you go. Mm-hmm. I think that that might do it. I hope it does, because it seems like it has everything that DayZ had and then some. Um, so I'm just praying that they don't drop the ball on that. But that game, to me, or even like a Rust, another one of those survival-esque kind of games, Rust has some massive fans, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, massive. But something is stopping it from actually getting to where it needs to be. And I, I would argue Rust has a little bit better graphics and all that stuff than uh, DayZ does. But it's still, like, missing that thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, it, damn. You know? Good games. A lot of people play them. But I, I can't call it top five. There's no way I could say this top five. Not even close. Like, I would argue, and, and this is sad to say, but Fallout 76 is in that same wheelhouse of survival RPG game. And it being in Game Pass and it just having a little bit more of a brand recognition, it's like it's still ahead of them, you know, in my opinion. Um, and it shouldn't be that way because it's not as good as the other two games, but it's um, so where are we live in right now. But yeah, that's my answer. This is in Game Pass. It is, but I'm talking about Fallout 76 also being in Game Pass. <laughs> mm. No, I know what you mean. I know
0: what you mean. I, I mean personally, I think Daisy is a bigger game just on PC. I don't think Daisy has yeah. That, that. Yeah, that I didn't really level. consider
1: PC like that. I, I, yeah, I think the I PC market is definitely like
2: where it's at. But you know, yeah, it, it, it is hard to like you know find that on console. But it is on Game Pass, so at least that's a plus. But
0: yeah, but it's definitely it's definitely like a different ball game entirely. Like I think Daisy mm-hmm. creeps to. Uh, Nah, that's that's a stretch. I was gonna say it creeps towards like closer to Minecraft territory than. Actually, no, I'm I'm confident in saying that it's closer to Minecraft territory than Fallout 76 is on PC. That's mm-hmm. it's still very far from Minecraft, but like you know that those communities, those types of communities, um, mm. that that Minecraft has exists for DayZ on PC, whereas I don't think there are that many communities for Fallout 76. Maybe I'm skewed on it. Maybe I don't. Maybe just because I don't dabble in, it, I don't know, but I don't think Fallout seventy six has that level of community that like, you know, a Daisy has on PC specifically. So Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> like
2: I, I know we got a couple
0: friends that love it, but you know. Yeah. It's
2: but cute. even still, like
0: I, I I do think like I think if you're looking at the two communities, I think on PC, Daisy is probably stronger, and I think on consoles, uh, Fallout seventy six is likely much mm-hmm. stronger. So yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um. All right. Uh. Well, Manny, what's yours? Uh,
2: I had a couple answers. Um. So I'm gonna just say both games, just because for basically the same reason. Well, some well, some more extreme, some less extreme, but I just feel like games that should be top five right now that isn't, which is a shame, is Halo and Battlefield 2042. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Those games had potential. I mean, even from, like, the trailers last year, we were so hyped talking about the game. Like, can't wait to get our hands on it. And especially Battlefield 2042, how that game flopped so bad with the lack of contact and the amount of bugs there was. And <laughs> even surprisingly, some points of the game felt dead, in my opinion. Like, the maps were, I was like, just about to ask that. yeah, like, some point, some maps were, like, really big to the point where it's like i feel like you're just running all the way to the next point unless you have a vehicle
0: mm-hmm.
2: and even though it's like a 128 player game it's like still kind of feels like
0: there's something missing but that i just feel that like it's always been a battlefield thing though like oh, where yeah, it's, it's, it's always, just like yeah. vast landscapes and like sometimes if you do choose to run you're gonna be running forever i feel like that's just always been a battlefield thing but i well, do like, understand what you're saying, though. Like,
2: but like I said, the lack of content, the fact that like at launch there was like barely any weapons mm-hmm. for a game that's like basically about shooting people, <laughs> was definitely a big miss. Uh, the fact that they gave up on Hazard Zone so quickly was such a miss as well because it had potential. But I feel like it was like half-assed, and the fact that season one didn't come until basically June, and even so, like I feel like you know the nail in the coffin's already there. People already disliking the game. And I understand they're trying their best to like revive the game, but I just kind of feel like it's just like too late. <laughs> Same thing with Halo. Like the Halo was great launch, but like I feel like minimal con- content. You know, barely any game modes, like little maps, and no Forge and launch, and you know how big Forge is, mm-hmm. and like season one didn't come into like May. So, yeah.
0: I, I won't say it's exactly the same though. I the one thing I'll disagree with you on is I don't think it's too late for Halo. Yeah, I was gonna and, say that too. And and on top of that, Halo was good when it came out, Battlefield wasn't. So I, yeah. I think those are those are the two differences. I think it's just a matter of like we need we need more, you know? And you mentioned it too, like, you know, Forge is big. I think that's the thing that will really could really change the landscape of the game. Like I think if Forge comes out and then people are able to make all the different maps and make all these crazy different modes. Like that breathes new that could breathe new life into the game. You know, like we could get the next Griff Ball. You, know, you know, when you know when Halo 3 came out and they had the Forge and all that other stuff and Griff Ball was like uh that, that was some crazy hit. shit, dude. Like it, it, it kind of it just became like a, a whole subculture of Halo. So I think if you get if you allow people to get an opportunity to do that, especially with a game that's free to play essentially, yeah, you can you can breathe mm-hmm. a lot of new life into that game. And then if you know if this rumored Battle Royale thing that's kind of floating in the ether. If that pops, then you know that immediately changes the landscape. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Battlefield though. Yeah, that shit's dead. That shit's unfortunately dead. Like and mm-hmm. and it's 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 definitely unfortunate because they needed to. I think if they had been in a similar situation to Halo where it's like it it popped off in the beginning and then died off, they could have came back. But mm-hmm. um, like when this the new season hit, they actually have like good changes, like decent. Changes to the game, and the game is a bit better, but it's it's still too late. And like you said, they abandon Hazard Zone altogether. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems ultimately they're going to abandon the game altogether because it sounds like they're they're working on like another Battlefield that's more of a, a hero shooter than this one. Uh, apparently, they're 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 gonna dismantle the specialist thing that they had going, and they're gonna go back to the traditional Battlefield stuff. I, I think I heard them just announced that like the other day. So, I don't know, it just looks like they're just backtracking a lot on the decisions that they made with this one, and it's unfortunate. Like, Mm -hmm. I I know we were talking about this in the party the other day. Why? I don't understand. Why didn't you just, why not just make Battlefield 4 again? You know, like, Mm -hmm. like, take the formula that you had from Battlefield 4, which, like, everybody loved and was, like, really looking forward to and all that stuff. Take that formula and then put your... 2042 layer on top of it and then make it you know like use more modern technology and all that like uh, I, when I say modern technology I mean like modern uh, game engine like to you know bring the game up to date like you didn't have to mm-hmm. completely reinvent the wheel you know like you had a good basis there even I feel like even going from battlefield 5 to this battlefield was like what the hell happened like you mm-hmm. literally could have just taken the same engine from battlefield 5 made the tweaks to it to make it more modern and you know put it in a modern day or or even the 2042 like like they wanted to do and you would have been fine but like something about this battlefield it feels like you said like hollow like and even the character models seem like smaller and less realistic Mm -hmm. it's just i i don't know i don't understand what happened there man that's that was gonna be one of one of my games so you know like uh, i guess I'm i'm talking about it now but um the other game that I was gonna bring up is PUBG. That game mm-hmm. I've said it time and time again. That game should be top five for sure right now. Like the the player base should be popping off. You know, like it, it should be like consistently in the pantheon of like battle royale games, but instead they have done nothing with it and let Warzone eat its food. Apex eat his food, Fortnite eat his food. It's like, dude, you were the originators. You were the originators. Like when that game came out, it was doing numbers, numbers. And it was, it was in like early access and doing crazy numbers. Like it was Mm -hmm. such a phenomenon. It kicked off the battle royale genre and they just haven't done absolutely anything. Like just, just steal the ideas that people have stolen from you and you'd be fine. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like, like, they tried to do, like, a, a gulag thing, which is, like, really janky because you never know when it's going to work, when it's not going to work, what maps it works on. Like, it's it's just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the game engine is just shit. Like, it's not optimized well, so it doesn't run well. Even, even you know, this update that they just pushed out for the Series S and X, it's like, all right, now it looks like it should have looked or, like, plays like it should have played when it first came out, you know, like, back whenever. And then even playing it on PC, it's still not optimized well. So mm. I I don't know, man. I don't I don't understand what they're doing over there. I don't understand why they're not really like focusing on trying to make that game something more than it is. Like they're 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 putting out content, which is the weird thing, right? They they just dropped a new map called uh, Destan. Um, you know, like I think what they're on there, like eighteen eighteen point two title update or something like that. They're still pushing out content for it. So why not just you know. Maybe take a step back for a year or something, or maybe a couple months. Whatever it is you have to do, just, like, push out a new game engine and just fucking kill that shit. Like, I, I, that shit really bothers me. If if they could fix the game, make it more optimized for every system, and then get the game engine up to par on every system, and then enable cross-play, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. If, if you could... Like for, So, for example, Crafton, uh, I think, is the name of the publisher that publishes PUBG now, right? I think they, like, changed up the name or whatnot. Um, yeah. And Crafton's also, if I remember correctly, the name of the publisher that's working on the Callisto Protocol. Do you see the fucking graphics on Callisto Protocol? <laughs> Go fucking talk to Striking Distance, the people who are making that game. Go talk to them be like, hey, yo, let's license out your engine and put that shit in PUBG. Bro, do you like imagine if PUBG looked even, mm-hmm. even like sixty percent as good as fucking Callisto Protocol? We having a, a very different conversation about the state of yeah. Battle Royale mm-hmm. at that point. Like, god damn, man, like, uh, I I don't, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. Even even if you just took the free shit that's out, well, not I guess it wouldn't be free for them, but like the um the middleware engines that are out there like um unreal is really the most popular one just take mm-hmm. unreal engine and just fucking put that in your game and reap the benefits of that alone but I don't know what these dudes are doing. PUBG please I, man just they just got lazy you know <laughs> fix your shit like don't y'all like money don't you like money I
1: always ask myself that question y'all don't like money god i like dude. money. why y'all don't like money?
2: i feel like they made their money and not their, like you know lazy it's just a sad truth but know? that's
1: the thing i don't think they're
0: lazy i don't think they're lazy i think there's some sort of disconnect there because you're not you're not gonna tell me you put out what how many maps are in the game now six seven I feel
2: like yeah maybe six seven.
0: like if you look around at the landscape of other battle royales they don't have multiple maps Right. Like Apex is one map at a time. Fortnite, one map at a time. Warzone, one map at a time. Literally every single one of these battle royales, they're just like, all right, but we got this one map. We're cool. This this is like one of the only battle royale games that has a multitude of maps to choose from. Each map has its own feel, different things going on. Like they they took they took time and effort to do what they did with that Destin map. Like, it has these skyscrapers, you can jump, you know, you can jump off the skyscrapers and redeploy parachutes. That's a mechanic that they, like, reinfuse into the game because that didn't exist before. Mm -hmm. Like, they're clearly putting work in, in certain areas. So it's like, why not just go all the way to make your game really what it should be? Like, it's just baffling to me. Yeah, I agree. But, hey,
2: man, who knows? Maybe something comes along down the road... I heard about Super People, right? Uh, no. Wait. It's like, go ahead. It, it's basically, I swear, the engine is like PUBG, but like it's a it's a little bit more updated and like the like it's a little different because like everybody has like powers, but it's like it, I got to play it again. Like I played. Oh, we did betas. talk about this.
0: We did talk about this. Yeah, it's um. It's in beta right now, right? Yeah, yeah. You have know, to request access. i play that.
2: Done so. I I have access.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. I I remember when we talked about it. I had to go request access. So, yeah. I I want. I definitely want to get into that. Let me see. Who's yeah. making that game? I'm just curious now. I don't know who's making it, but I swear the engine. Wonder is the same people. Exact. I never. That's, a, that's the name of the developer. Wonder <laughs> people. Boy, that's so funny. It's uh yeah. So that's that's a new one, I guess.
1: I don't know. I make you wonder. <clears throat>
0: Yo, but, uh, I just, I'm just curious. I want to do a quick search on PUBG too. You know, is there is there anything? Is there any? They plan any, to update any of that stuff? Oh, they're on update nineteen. Is that what I'm looking oh, at here? Damn. Update nineteen one. Man, yeah. ah, just
2: oh, I wish damn. you had that beta. I want to play that with somebody. I hate playing alone. I wish you had
0: Saints Row on PC so I could play that with you because. <laughs> Oh man. By the way. By oh, the way, uh a little little Saints Rome mini review coming up at some point in the next week or two. Cause I have it on PC. Manny's got it on Xbox. Manny already finished it on Xbox. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm, I I think our experiences are gonna be different because off the bat, I, I played like the first couple missions. <laughs> I've had no bugs. <clears throat> which is really weird um so this feels i like wish a, i
2: had it on pc man yeah,
0: it feels like a semi cyberpunk situation i mean
1: oh damn
0: just as far as like it being such a dramatic difference between the console version and the pc version because i i'm seeing like manny's posted mad videos on his tiktok if y'all if y'all ain't checking out uh it's, it's just good master flex on tiktok right or is mm-hmm. it yeah go check out go check him out um but he's posted mad videos on TikTok of like the, the stupid antics and glitches that have happened in the game um i have not seen that stuff like like I, I know the one thing the one consistent that i've been seeing is that people will walk up to somebody to try to do the little finisher move and the, the whole game will glitch out like the person will disappear or the person will be in the wrong spot i haven't had that issue at all yet um i think but, they
2: fixed that recently cuz i but, haven't had the issue but
0: okay. like yeah we'll we'll save it for uh, yeah we'll I save guess. we'll save it for when I when I get finished with it because uh yeah i wanna I definitely want to talk about it it's it's interesting man i it's interesting but the the one thing I'll say just off the bat is I hate this like art style no not 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 the art style I, I'm fine with it <clears throat> there's this thing and I, i'm not I'm gonna get like super like deep and introspective about it but I'm gonna try to keep it as high level as I can right there is this trend, like right when when Chris and I were younger, <clears throat> um, where like when we were teenagers, right? Like our generation mm-hmm. would just get shat on, like we would just get made fun of in like TV shows and and movies and all that different type of stuff. Like it was like the things that we were interested in just got made fun of like twenty four seven. Was it wasn't right?
1: cool to be a nerd, bro? It wasn't uh-huh. cool.
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like just whatever our generation was interested in, it was just like always a thing to make fun of it. Right. Yeah. That doesn't really seem to happen in this, this current generation of kids, like the gen Xers or, or Gen Z or whatever the hell they're called nowadays. Yeah, Like that doesn't really seem to happen. Like you just get the boomers who are like, Oh, like, you know, these kids are entitled or this, that, and the, like the dumb shit that people say something about this game and the way they like, I don't know the way they're trying to parody, like, culture now, it just doesn't work for me. It just sounds dumb. And it's such a crazy contrast to how Grand Theft Auto will make fun of current culture, but, like, they'll make fun of it in, I don't know, they'll make fun of it in, like, a a way that actually makes sense. It's, like, it's, it's actually a, crit- it's a real critique, or it's, like, making fun of the fact that people make fun of this thing. I I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can explain it any better than that. But like, <sighs> you know, it's just like, it's like their social commentary is just so cerebral and smart. And like, you could tell they have smart people working on like the commentary that they, you know, they put into the game, the dialogue and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything about this game so far is just like this is mad cheesy. You're mad cheesy yep. about how you how you view like kids nowadays. And that shit is that is like really taking me out of it so far. But <laughs> I'll have more to report once I finish the game. But All right. I, that shit was just throwing me off, bro. I'm like um in the beginning there's the dude. Oh my god. He's like he's he's like the, the nerdy New dude. Wally? Oh What's no like- no
2: no Eli.
0: I, I don't remember names yet, but, um, yes. but he You'll was lie. like, he basically said something along the lines of like, you know, I want to be like, there's millions of people in this world. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be one of those uninteresting people. And like, you can tell, like, this is like a, a, a stereotype or an archetype that they're like specifically using and making fun of. And like the way they do it is just bad. It's just bad. It's just, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. It's just stupid. Yeah. doesn't make any sense, but whatever, either way, saints row, We'll talk about it some more later, but um, yeah. but yeah, let's let's get into let's get into more of the games that that have been you know news I guess really that's been going on this week. You know, um, last episode, Manny and I, you know, we talked about Gamescom and the opening night live stuff. Chris, obviously, you weren't here. I wanted to just kind of take some time to talk a little bit more about like some of the games that got announced. I, I, honestly, I think. As far as uh, opening night live, I think that was the core of announcements because, you know, Gamescom kind of continued through the rest of the, the week. I think it's it's ending today. I don't think I really recall seeing too many big announcements outside of the stuff that was in opening night live. So I guess, you know, it's really just getting up uh, being like a slight recap about that. But Chris, I did want to get your take. Was there anything in particular that you saw at the opening night live or any little things that you saw that got announced that you really wanted to touch on and talk about?
1: I had to really think about this one because there was a couple of cool things here and there, but nothing really like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is this. I got to come talk about it. I didn't I didn't get that feeling about anything. Um. Uh, yeah, no, I ain't going to hold you. I really didn't get too much of that. It, it kind of was like more of what we were talking about before. Where we were like, yo, this is an okay year, but I, I kind of think like next year we're going to be looking back and saying this was a wash, mm. um, just because again, some things looked cool, but nothing that I'm jumping out of my seat to go try to play right this very instant or nothing like that. I didn't really, I didn't get hit in the head with nothing like that. I guess in my head now because I've seen so many of these presentations and I've been waiting so much for certain particular games to give us anything (laughs) that it's just like, dude, I I, I see that some of these other guys are working on shit, but I really am just ready for some news on the games that I care about. You know, like, I really want to see stuff for Avowed. I've been dying for news on that shit. Show me something with that. Until we get some of that stuff, I don't know if I necessarily care about some of these other ones that are coming out too much. Um, Or, I shouldn't even say I don't care, but it, does, it doesn't move the needle for me either way, type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, or like, I would, I would love to see more stuff about Hellblade. Hell, I even want to know: Are we even getting a pushback? Can you at least pull that Band-Aid off for me from now? Instead of waiting until release date and then doing it, just, 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 just say it. Just, just go on. For what? <laughs> for Hellblade? There's no release date. So what do you push? Yeah, how do you push back a
0: release date? That doesn't. Oh, exist? I thought
1: that it was it was tentatively released uh, or about to be released for the fall or the winter. It wasn't that, that mm-hmm. thing. Oh you know? my bad. Never mind. Yeah. Never
0: mind. <clears throat> I think that's exactly why they're not talking about release dates because they don't, they don't want to have to do that again. They don't wanna have to say, "Hey, we're going to push this back again." So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I think Microsoft's very specifically vague about a lot of shit. And I mean, honestly, Microsoft didn't really have a big presence at this show. Like they had a, a live stream, and they really just used it to show off like the third party games that got announced at opening light live. Really, the ones that are going to be attached to Game Pass, but. I think Microsoft is very strategic about not showing off like the first party stuff. They, they basically yeah. just retained the same messaging that they had at E3. It was like, this is the th- stuff that's going to be for the next 12 months. And you know, this mm-hmm. is what we have, but I want to just reiterate though, from last week we were talking about this, that Liza P game. Fuck man. I, I'm, I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Very, very excited for it. I like, I, I, I saw more on the live stream. I'm like, yo, this like looks cool, but like, I wouldn't expect this to look cool. And the fact that it's based off Pinocchio is weird to me, but, like, it looks dope. Um, mm, yeah. And then I got to see a little bit more about uh, Calyta Protocol because, they, you know, the developers had some more interviews and whatnot. And... Man, dude. <laughs> I just... I can't get over that game, dude. Like, it just... It's so visually beautiful. And, like, the the ways that people are, are going to die in the game are just fucking crazy, too. Like, your shit chopped in half by a, a, a fan is just hilarious um, and, like, horrifying at the same time. And then, like, th- there are the, those meat grinders that are in the world that you could use to, like, you know, pick up enemies and toss them into. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that shit. And uh, there was, like, an IGN interview that I was watching. It was basically kind of just, like, a recap of the same uh, little demo that we saw at Opening Night Live. But, like, I just love the idea that you know, like, you basically pick up one enemy and use them as, like, a meat shield, like, to protect yourself from another one and then just shoot them at, the, like, shoot the enemy at the other enemy. I just, I don't know. This shit's just cool, man. I I love everything about that game that I'm seeing so far. So I cannot wait for December for that. That is, like, I, I mean, really, there's not that much to look forward to in this, this year, but even if there were other bigger games, like, even if Starfield dropped this year, I still think Callisto Protocol would be that game for me uh Mm -hmm. just because it it really speaks to the the type of shit that i like and y'all know i'm i I like horror games like which i still think is weird because i don't consider myself a horror guy but it is what it is um but yeah i think the other thing that i'm also excited for is die dying no dead island 2 i almost said dying Mm -hmm. like um dead island 2 to to recap on that one like Obviously, we we know the the roller coaster ride that that game has gone through developmentally. Uh, like, what I think it was supposed to drop. What was it like five years ago? Maybe more That's than that.
2: Like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> and then it just kind of went into hiatus. Got got tossed around a bunch of different studios. Um, so it's not Deep Silver making this one, Manny. I don't know if you. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, If you caught that. So I, I don't know. I'm very I'm very curious about this. I, I love the idea of it being in L.A. or A as they call it. Um, and I, I really just want to see more about the co-op aspect of it. If they're really going to go in and do the uh, Forza Horizon style, like social stuff like you and I were talking about last week, Manny. Um, yeah. I just want to know more about the game. That's that's really what it boils down to at the end of the day. But Manny, anything else that you saw um, after opening that live that piqued your interest? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of more of a uh, high on live
2: gameplay, and just like little, yes. like low scenes and everything like that that be happening, the interactions with the characters, and I'm just like, yeah, this game is gonna be hilarious because yes. just like the fact that your weapons just be like talking and they be like saying some smart ass shit and everything like that is hilarious. Like I remember I seen uh, one of the scenes was they're trying to like get in these doorways and there's like there's two doors. And these like, these two things blocking the door. And then, like, I guess they were arguing with each other. And, like, they ask you questions. Like, all right, you want to get through this door? Let me ask you a question. And he's like, who would you rather take on a date, me or him? And it was, like, the whole, like, interaction was hilarious. So, like, I definitely know I'm going to get a laugh on that game.
0: So I can't wait till that one comes out. Facts. Facts. Yo, all you had to tell me, like, b- before you even dropped the trailer for this game, is all you had to tell me was... The dude who makes Rick and Morty is making a shooter <laughs> where your guns talk to you, and I'm like, all right, side me up." But but actually seeing like the the gameplay from Opening Night Live and then also you know some of, some of the interviews that have come out, man, like I'm even more excited for that game too. Like I'm glad it's coming to Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. Do we get a release date? Is that coming? In yeah, December. In December. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, man. Like, Chris, did you get a chance to peep that at the opening night live? Like, there was the little I gameplay
1: section. Not the newer one that you guys are talking about. I still remember the clips and the trailer and stuff from the last time. Mm-hmm. That game was looking dope, though. So I'm almost positive whatever they did show is, is fire. Because um, is is it a game that's got me jumping out of my seat? No. But it's a game that I definitely think has a lot of potential. Um, and it's got a lot of that sleeper energy on it. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, I think some people might look at it on on, on service level and overlook it just because it looks kind of wacky and uh, mm-hmm. colorful. Some people might even look at it and then mistake it for, like, an ultra children's game type of thing because, again, <laughs> it's very, very colorful. It reminds me a lot of, like, Splatoon type of shit with all the vibrancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's got a lot of potential to, like, just be one of those cult classic type of games, one of those games that kind of, like, people outside of playing it will use some of the quotes that they hear. They're going to, some of the memes that can come out of this game, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, A mm-hmm. lot of potential for that shit, bro. Lots. Um So yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And it being game pass is even better. Uh I'll be playing it as soon as I can. Uh But yeah, no, I didn't see the newer, the newer trailer though. Not at all. I got to look at that. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I make sure to see that as soon as you can. Cause like they were showing off like a boss battle where it's just swinging around the room. And I love the swinging mechanic. I got, I just, I loved everything about the way the game was playing out. It kind of reminded me of Bioshock, but like just, you know, like Hmm. more fun loving. Oh Mm -hmm. shit. Speaking of like Bioshock guys, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't believe I forgot to mention this game before, bro. Atomic Hearts? Is that what it's called? I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. I'm going to verify this.
1: Atomic
0: Hearts. I don't think I see... Atomic Hearts. Manny, if you have not seen this game, peep that shit ASAP, bro. That shit looks a lot like uh, Bioshock. It's just, like, if you take away the, like, underwater or like, um... Cloud City type of mechanic or like um, storytelling stuff, like the the crazy, weird abominations of creatures that are coming and attacking you and you have all these mm. different powers and there's all this stuff happening. Holy shit, bro. That game looks amazing. And it's another one of those games that's going to be in Game Pass Day 1. I know we're always talking about it. I swear to uh, God, we're game not, not sponsored sponsor- sponsor by Microsoft, guys, but shit, the games they be hitting on. They really be hit. This game looks so good. Uh-huh. I'm very excited for it. And it's open world. I just I didn't know that. I just I just happen to see that right now in this article. It's open world. That's fucking wild. And yeah,
2: this No, I mean it's great that we have Game Pass, man, because like situations like where Saints wrote, where it's like you spent 60 bucks on it, and you're like, damn, I like kind of regret it. But then you got like these games of Game Pass, and it's just like Thank you. I don't want. I don't want to spend sixty, seventy bucks on these games.
0: I feel you. I feel you. I'm I, taking yo, a risk. I feel
2: like we still have a good
0: state though, and that's tripping me up, bro. I want this game ASAP. Yeah, shit, look pretty. Dope. Yeah, this game look crazy. I'm not gonna lie.
1: It do look pretty dope.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, shit, yo, this this like definitely is giving me them Bioshock vibes. Like, y- y'all can hold me over until we get that new game or something, because damn. Shit's
1: hard. Like this it is the uh, Unreal Engine
0: five too. It's Unreal Unreal Engine four apparently.
1: Really? So they're Whoa. still like they're still pulling some shit out of that engine for sure. Yeah, because that shit looks really clean at certain spots, man. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah like I. Oh, uh-huh.
1: Surprise, guys!
0: Keep your eyes out for that game. Those of you watching and listening, I think that game is going to be a very big deal. Um, you know, especially for those of y'all who have Game Pass, definitely. You know, make sure I'll check that out when that comes out. But uh, moving on from from the, you know, the basic news out of Gamescom, there's a couple other stories that we wanted to kind of touch on real quick. I guess, you know, they're, they're still Gamescom related. Uh, but mm-hmm. the first thing I wanted to get into was uh, Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer, our boy over at Xbox. He uh, just came out or he just had an interview with Bloomberg where he talks about a, a couple different things. Um, this is a relatively short interview, video interview, but <clears throat> he kind of goes into the um, Activision Blizzard, you know, acquisition, kind of talking about all that stuff, and and it definitely seems like they're they're gonna kind of get that wrapped up very soon. Like I, I really do think mid September is going to be when that happens. I, I we said it before on the podcast, but I, I think that Call of Duty next event is strategically placed um i i think they might they might touch on some stuff around xbox there but you know we'll see um but spencer said you know everything's going pretty smoothly um you know he talked about the brazilian uh video game commission like you know he said everything seems to be going as best as it possibly can so I'm, I'm i'm excited to hear that stuff but he does also go into a little bit about um i guess what it means to own activision blizzard You know, he talks Mm -hmm. a little bit about the idea that he doesn't think that basically what he said is that exclusives are going to become less and less of a thing going forward. Um, Actually, I'll I'll read the exact quote here. So he said it's something we're going to see less and less of when talking about exclusives. Um, Maybe you have sorry. Maybe you happen to have in your household an Xbox and I buy a PlayStation and our kids want to play together. They can't because we bought the wrong piece of plastic to plug in our televisions. We really love being able to bring more players in, uh, re- reducing friction, making people feel safe, secure when they're playing, allowing them to play with their friends regardless of what device. I think in the long run, it's good for this industry. And maybe in the short run, there are some people in some companies that don't love it ie sony and i guess maybe even nintendo at some level but i think mm-hmm. as we get over the hump we'll see this industry can continue to grow and it proves uh proves out to be true he then goes on to kind of say like he believes that um you know all all the companies like nintendo sony microsoft that they all have the same end goal at uh at the end of the day like they all have the the same um mission uh and it's just that you know like i i guess in the long term they they see the the same thing but in the short term like you said in that last quote like they may have some differences about how to get there and i and i, I largely i think it it is true right like if you look at playstation's strategy you know like years ago people were talking shit about microsoft releasing games day and date uh on pc and it seems like playstation might be heading towards that place you know they they're pushing out more and more and more pc ports of their exclusives you know like we just had the spider-man game drop on PC, um, you know, and and it's something that gets talked about pretty often. So it's pretty clear that, you know, Sony at least sees the writing on the wall around a lot of different things. And even though they may be resistant to it, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, you know, in regards to trying to push back on the acquisition uh, merger, because they don't want to compete with Game Pass and things like that. It's pretty clear that at the end of the day, everybody's looking in the same direction. And, you know, Phil also talked a little bit about the idea that. Um, even though they're competitors, they're also partners because, you know, Microsoft releases games on PlayStation and on Nintendo, right? As far as Minecraft goes, they're going to have to release uh, Call of Duty on those systems as well. So they have a partnership in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, in some ways they just don't see eye to eye. But I thought that the interview was interesting and, you know, at least worth worth the conversation for sure. Um, the idea that exclusives are going to be gone it's something that we've talked about quite a bit. Um, I do think it's interesting. I, I'll have to see if I can find find the exact quote. And I'm surprised it's, it isn't in one of these articles that I have up here. Like, I'm looking at an article from uh, Game Informer right now. But I believe in the interview he said something specifically along the lines of, like, it's not financially um, – viable, or it doesn't make the best financial sense for us to keep Call of Duty off of PlayStation and so on and so forth. Because Just because the volume of users is so high, you'd be losing that money. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, again, it's something that we've all talked about, but you know, I just wanted to bring up the discussion again, so Manny, I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you think about Phil's comments? I mean, you know, it's really, you know, some of it's just reiterating some of the things we talked about, but I still think it's a good discussion to have.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, you know, even when the game Fortnite, like, it popped off with its uh, cosplay, just, like, how game-changing it was being able to play from console to PC and Nintendo and eventually PlayStation. It's just, like, we're living in a time where it it doesn't make sense to, like, hold back in the sense of those multiplayer games. Like, like for example, you know, we've, been, we've all been asking for sports games to be crossplay. They started with FIFA, you know, we're hoping two K will be cross play eventually and stuff like that. I, I just feel like games like that shouldn't should be cross play too. But I, I also don't think it makes sense to have big games like Call of Duty be, you know, console exclusive, like Phil said, you know, like the player bases on PlayStation is massive. So, you know, to lose that, you know, source of revenue essentially doesn't make sense. And And the fact that even gaming nowadays, like they're trying to incorporate PC a lot more now, especially since, you know, Game Pass platform is on PC and PlayStation is throwing their exclusives there now. So I I think, you know, we're definitely seeing the fact that PC is benefiting a lot from Xbox and PlayStation Mm -hmm. more and more lately. Let's just hope that, you know, more exclusives can be m- more friendly to like other platforms. I mean, we even seen a PlayStation exclusive, draining be in the Game Pass platform. You know, so the uh, it's there, it's possible, but I doubt that like you know those single player driven games that Sony has will ever like you know not be exclusive to PlayStation and PC. But you'll never like see those in the Xbox platform. I'll say. You think so? Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't. think PlayStation will ever give up those games. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft, you know, one day maybe just like, yo, X, yo, PlayStation, yo, here's Halo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if one day they do that,
0: just to have that, but... So, so here's the thought. And I was thinking about this when he was talking in this interview, because I, I did watch the full thing. Um... The one PlayStation exclusive that I could see on Xbox is Spider Man. That
2: would still, make
0: sense. Yeah, and I and I think I think I think Marvel would have a say, but I also think that it might be a negotiating tactic that Microsoft might end up having to use to say, "Hey, we'll keep you know Call of Duty or maybe not Call of Duty. That might not be the example, but." Mm -hmm. we'll keep we'll put some exclusive that we have like whether it be the next elder scrolls or something like that on playstation but you know let's work something out so that we can get these marvel properties on xbox as well and i think i think that especially if this Bungie thing pops off the way it 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 probably should if they invest the money that they need to invest in in bungee and you know uh, whether it's the next game that Bungie comes out with, or maybe if it's Lightfall, you know, they start seeing the numbers and seeing how the, the player bases that they have on other systems and whatnot, you know, maybe there might be a situation where they're like, we can make a lot of money having a game like Spider-Man on Xbox. And, you know, you can, you can keep the, um, the last of us, you can keep uncharted. You can keep, you know, all, all those other games that I think we generally associate directly with, with PlayStation as a brand, and you know, make yourself some money by putting Spider-Man on there, you know, like it's such a, a universal character, a universal brand as far as Marvel goes. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Spider-Man on Xbox is basically what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So could be very wrong, could also be a very controversial topic, but I, I I think PlayStation fans lose their fucking mind if that happened. You know, you know how they are crying with, with shit like that, especially considering they were upset that um the Spider-Man went to PC, which is dumb. Um. Yeah, I don't know, Chris. What do you think, man?
1: Um, I do agree with him in the idea that we are, I think, shifting more towards, um, you know, most games being on most platforms. I do also feel as though um I I don't want to see completely every game available on every system because to me that mm-hmm. makes things boring. Mm-hmm. Um, strictly just from a boring standpoint. And also from a competitive standpoint, I like every single year hearing what's new on each side and seeing who one ups each other. To me, that's good, not only for business stuff, but just as a fan, you know, like I'm very, very much. I don't know what example can I give you? When PlayStation said we're going to be doing the adaptive triggers on our controller, I said, oh, shit, that's a cool feature, huh? I can't wait to see when Microsoft makes their controller that finally has adaptive triggers and so on and so forth. And there's a bunch of other examples I can think of like that, but they push each other to be innovative um, when it comes to different things. And granted, I just gave you an example, I guess with the actual hardware and not the games themselves, but it still applies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have a certain game, it's going to push the other side to try to see if they can come up with something either similar to it or, Somewhere in the ballpark, i mean hell they 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 haven't really come up with a game pass competitor, but they did come up with something where on paper you can kind of say, well, they got this too, you know what I mean like there's always mm-hmm. some kind of reaction on the other side to the other side's success I still um, think that and- would i still think that would
0: exist regardless of, because really, if you think about it, like all right, so let's say the last of us um let's say the last of us obviously still exists and it's on playstation right. Um, and then, for whatever reason, it gets released on Xbox. Sony still makes a ton of money off of that game, right? Like that's the the mm-hmm. majority of the revenue goes to Sony. Xbox will make a small cut of it with it being on Xbox. But majority of the money goes to Sony. That that level of competition would still exist in like, damn, they made this game. They're getting all this acclaim. Da 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 da. Well, we need to make a game like that too. Like I I get what you're saying. Like it's still like uh oh well like. You know it's on our platform so like that's good mm-hmm. players have the ability to play it but it that level of competition around like studios i still think that exists because if you look at third party studios that that definitely exists right like you mm-hmm. know call of duty versus battlefield type of thing that level of competition is going to re- exist regardless because at the end of the day we're talking about um we're talking about like revenue you know like mm-hmm. so you gotta yeah. make the money
1: yeah, no, for sure. Um, I don't know. I just, I hope that doesn't die out. I don't want to see a world where everything is on everything. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, even though I'm not the biggest Apple fan in the world, I'm happy that Apple exists. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to not exist. Um, I'm not going to sit here and act like they don't have really great products. They do. Um, it's not for me, but they they have to be here because if they didn't exist, I don't think Google and all these other places would be doing what they're doing. Um, so I don't know. I, I love I love the idea that some stuff stays where it's supposed to be, like a homegrown type of situation. And I just think, like, the only games I really care about being cross-platform are my games where I could play with more more people or mm-hmm. multiplayer experiences. My story games or whatever, or you don't got to make that a third party, not third party, but uh, uh across all platforms. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need Last of Us on everything. I don't need Hellblade on everything. I don't need... Uh, Got a war on everything, and in the same breath, I don't need—I don't know. Trying um, to think of another Microsoft uh, story-based game. Um, sunset Overdrive.
0: <laughs> there you go. I don't
1: need Sunset Overdrive on anything. Microsoft, I'm gonna need you to come out with a couple more story games. But still, y'all get what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't need everything on everything. It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be like that for me. Um, but we are definitely heading towards a space where. More things will be more accessible than they were before, for sure.
0: Mm -mm. Well, I think I think um, just to touch on one of the things you said, I think philosophically, Microsoft makes more like even if they make a a a single like a story based game, it's still going to be co op. So the co op thing is one of those things that kind of lends itself to the cross platform stuff. That's part of why I think the the Spider Man thing might might exist because there's a lot of rumors that say that Spider Man Two will be co op because they got Miles and peter in the game but yeah i i I actually think that that's exactly how things are going to be i think it's going to just be more um social games whether that's co-op or just like multiplayer you know pvp type of stuff i think those will be the ones that will become more uh multi-platform or cross-platform and i do think you know Sony will probably keep their Last of Us. Well, that's the other thing, too, right? Like, I think it's, it's possible that that Last of Us game, that uh, multiplayer one, if it comes out in the next two years, like, if it comes out two years from now, I think there's a high possibility that that could be a multi-platform game. Even if it's not necessarily including Xbox, but it releases day and date on PC and PlayStation 5, I can mm-hmm. see that becoming a thing. You know, like, I, I think it's like the single-player stuff can stay on PlayStation and literally exactly as you said it and any of the multiplayer stuff, whether it's Microsoft making it or Sony making it will end up being, you know, multi-platform with cross play and, and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. it would be cool to see. I'm hoping that that's the, the case, you know, and, and that, like you said, you know, we keep certain things internally to just kind of spark, like you said, spark some of that competition, even though there still will be competition regardless. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <clears throat> the, I guess the last thing I wanted to get into as well, just, as we're talking about PlayStation and you know um, how they handle certain things, uh, we got we got a PlayStation price hike this this past week. Very weird, <laughs> very weird. I, I can't really think of many times where you know in the life cycle of a a, a system the price went up, but mm-hmm. you know it on average it went up roughly fifty dollars across the board. Like you know, obviously like currencies are, are a little different in, in various places, and to be quite honest, it, it would be. Kind of mundane for me to read it all off, but generally speaking, everywhere except for the U.S. got a price hike. Um, I think <laughs> in Canada, it's, it's an extra 50 bucks. In some places, it's like an extra 20 bucks, but it equates to 50 bucks U.S. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this, man. Uh, other than that, it's just dumb and weird. But I will say, you know, before we get into reactions on it, you know, the, the, the one of the first things that everybody did was they reached out their Microsoft <laughs> because obviously... And, you know, Microsoft said they have no no plans of increasing their price at this time. Um, which, you know, who knows? Like, inflation is a real thing, guys, and it, it's definitely mm-hmm. hitting everybody. So it's very possible that Microsoft might increase their price down the road. I really don't think that's going to happen because you know we've talked about before, Microsoft can eat the cost of a lot of things, having to be like a much bigger company that doesn't rely on Xbox as their sole provider of, of you know, um, revenue. But... Yeah. Oh, this shit is weird. And it just never, it never comes across good coming from PlayStation in particular because they have this reputation for being a bit greedy, you know? Like, they, mm-hmm. they've they been pretty consistent about raising the prices of their games. They're they're re- releasing, you know, The Last of Us Part 1 which is basically a remaster at $70 flat, you know? Like, ev- mm-hmm. everywhere across the board that you look at PlayStation as a whole, they tend to cost you more money and not necessarily give you more value with that, your your dollar. So... Um, yeah, it's just not a good look. It's not a good look. But, you know, um we'll go around the room with that one as well. Manny, I'll let you start off on this one here. What you thinking, man?
2: Yeah, I think it's uh pretty ironic that this comes out after uh shortly after Playstation gets sued for nine five point nine billion dollars for uh you know, essentially ripping off their UK customers because of their uh I guess you could say unfair pricing on the Playstation store, ripping people off and all that kind of thing. So uh, is it a coincidence? You know, maybe. But I think, you know, it's it's just a weird time we're living in. Because we, we would think that right now, you know, we would be good with, like, chip shortages and everything like that. We would think that PlayStations would be flying off the shelves and same thing with Xbox. Because even GPUs, GPUs right now are, like, pretty... Pretty easy to find, I would say. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. the fact that, like, these consoles are still, like, having struggles with their uh, chip shortage and everything like that is crazy. But I I just don't buy the fact that they're doing it because of, you know, inflations or anything like that. I just kind of feel like this is one of those things where, uh, like, it's just. Too close to each other that, you know, you get, you get sued and then not even a week later, you're just like, all right, we're raising our prices $50 each, except for, like, in the U.S., but, like, you know, in the country we're getting sued from, you're a $50 increase in other places. So, like, I don't know. I just don't... I just don't think that it's, like...
0: You don't think it's a coincidence, basically? I don't,
2: I don't think it's a coincidence. <clears throat> I just think it's, like... I feel like... They did that just because they cover the cost of that five point nine billion lawsuit. They know PlayStation is going to fly off the shelves, especially in other countries where Microsoft is not even like a big thing, like the UK and Asia and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, it's just the timing on it is just like is is this perfect timing? I guess you could say. You know,
0: mm. I I think that's interesting. I mean, I don't I don't know if they would make a decision like that within a week, but. I, it's definitely possible. It's not out of the realm of, of possibility for Sony to do something like that. Um, damn, I don't know, man. That's that's weird. Like five point nine billion. That's almost as much as they
2: bought Destiny for her Bungie. Uh, <laughs> I,
0: but I will say some. this though, right? Like they they're also making like they just announced that they made record profits, right? Mm-hmm. So for the, for you to be making record profits and then turn around and like increase the price of a system, I mean, I also understand that inflation inflation is a real thing though, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it, it also affects them as far as like them buying the components to build the PlayStation. So it could it could be that it actually costs a little bit more money to make a PlayStation, but at the same time, when you know when the PlayStation first came out, they were selling it out of profit they weren't selling it at cost and, and losing money they were making a profit off of it so mm-hmm. i don't know man i don't know i just know it, it feels weird i don't like it um but chris i want to get your take on this i know we're we're a little short on time here so i want to get your um
1: i'm not gonna lie like i and, and trust me i completely understand the whole inflation thing what you're saying is valid it definitely is affecting everything like literally everything gas food whatever you can think of it's affecting mm-hmm. it um, at the same time, it, it, I, I don't know how else you kind of like tackle it without thinking that, that you get a kind of a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth from it. Um, I, I don't know. It just doesn't look good, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And granted, we see price hikes on things all the time, but for whatever reason, this one feels bad. And um, it also, to me, highlights very much uh, some forward thinking here from Microsoft, in a sense, because. You know, this is probably one of the reasons why the 1S exists. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. it's a cheaper thing to make. That's why it was still available when the shit first came out, you know, because... It was made for that purpose. It was yeah. made for the folks who don't have all the high-spec shit and who didn't want to spend all the same amount of money as somebody who wanted to buy this shit. And now, you know, you don't hear a situation where the Series X is going to go up ever. I don't think it's going to happen because all they're going to do is say, well, if you can't afford this, then go buy the smaller one. Literally. Like, that that's all you really kind of have to do. Whereas PlayStation, in my opinion, I think they would have been better off trying to come up with, like, a no, uh, another another kind of a console that's a little bit less than you know and in my head i'm like they always come up with a slim model at some point they always do one of those things
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe they should have tried to advert that into their lesser than console instead of perhaps probably going to come up with a pro version i would assume at some, ver- at some point I-, I don't know if the pro version is necessary the, the this version has all the bells and whistles. You don't need a pro version of this. You need a lesser than version of this. Well, I think, <laughs> you know, I think so, two years in two years, right? Two years, I think, would be when that might you, happen. You could, yeah, you could. But I mean, like, if you have to choose between the two type of thing, because hmm. I'm assuming cost is you know costs and and uh, resources and all that stuff is an issue, and that's the reason why they're even raising the prices to begin with. Mm-hmm. If you're in that position, I I don't know, man. And maybe I'm not the most business acumen person, but I think I would opt to. Start focusing on a lesser than console rather than a pro version, but that's that's just me. Yeah, um
0: I, I think I think the the issue with the the lesser than console now is that you needed to I, I, like like you said, Microsoft was forward thinking in how they handled that. Right. It, it's pretty much baked into exactly. It's baked into like their their uh, SDk for development and all that different type of stuff something that's scalable whether we're talking about the series s the series x or pc right um I think that playstation needed to do that in the beginning i don't i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think it works for them now to to make that like lesser than system and so on and so forth like i, I think they're only the only thing they could do is redesign the system, whether that's making it a slim version or whatever, and then try to, you know, cut costs on that slim version as far as build quality goes. Um, and then, you know, wait two years and then make make your pro system. That's whatever, you know, price it's going to end up being. But I think it's... I think the ship has sailed on the Lesser Than system. But I think it would have helped them, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. Because, I mean, granted, I mean, you couldn't have predicted, you know, the pandemic and all this other kind of stuff coming into play and really affecting costs and things like that, but... It was a thing, and it just it, Microsoft just very much looks like they, they planned for everything, and uh, it comes across now that PlayStation did not do the same, uh, same level of planning. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of their shit was based upon we know where the shit we're gonna sell, we're gonna like. There was some cockiness to a lot of what they were doing, you know what I mean, or maybe confidence, whatever you want to look at it as. But
0: they, they didn't,
1: <laughs> yeah, they they didn't think they needed to do some of these things, you know, mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of showing now, you know. Um, so I'm almost positive whenever the next generation of consoles come out, I would not be surprised if, like you said, you know, the PlayStation has one ready to go day one. Oh, you get this one too. And this is another thing that kind of bugs me, because then when you also think about it, right, they have the whole digital version only where there's no uh disc tray or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why do y'all make that? And have that as something that you guys are selling. When again, stuff like that could have went to the other version of a console. Like today, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Because maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. But do you guys hear of anybody out there who is making it seem like that it is such a big convenience to be having this one over the other one? Because the other one's what fifty bucks cheaper than the, uh, the one with the 100, display. It's hundred bucks. Hundred yes. Um. So that brings it down to what, like, four hundred dollars for that version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I I don't even I right now. If you ask me, I don't think that version needs to exist, and they should have used that to to make their version of a one S. That's just me. Um, Yeah, but
0: again, again, it's not it's not just as simple as like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Sony could have maybe engineered it, but I I think the way the Xbox is engineered is like it's just very future proofed, right? Like there's you know like a lot of the RNA R D N A two stuff that playstation supposedly doesn't have like they really partner very closely with amd i think the way that they engineered the xbox is just done in such a different way than the playstation was engineered that i don't think it's as simple as like i think the 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 digital version of the playstation 5 is the best that they could do with what they had because it was it's literally just take out a disk drive which is basically a hundred fifty hundred dollars less right so like that's the that's the best that you can do with that situation. But to make us to make your own version of like the Series S for PlayStation mm-hmm. takes a fundamental like shift in like okay, I need this game to be scalable. Like the mm-hmm. Series S games and the Series X games play very differently from each other. Like for example, Saints Row being a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, S- Saints Row on the Series S, it's only one way to play. 1080p, I think it's 60 frames or whatever. You're not getting any of the ray tracing. You're not getting any of that shit. When you look at the Series X, you have a ton of options on that version, right? You can play 1440p, 4K, um, 60 frames. Like you know, like there, there's like I think what four to five different options for what you can mess around with, um, as far as six. Okay, from from the graphical settings. So like that that shows you, right? Like that's a that's a lot. So, like again, that's like a fundamental shift in how you're creating a console. And I just mm-hmm. don't think I, I don't basically what I'm getting at is I don't think it's as simple as the hardware. I think you have to mm-hmm. boil it down to the software and the tools and all those different things. And I don't know if Sony wanted to put the effort in, was able to put the effort in to do all those different types of things, especially when they're like winning, right? Like you don't that's that's yeah. one of those things you're not looking at when you're winning. Yeah. You're, right? you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sony's always been a one box system. And it's just like, all right. You're getting the, the, the PlayStation 5, and then like, okay, eventually we're going to give you the PlayStation Sim, and then eventually we're going to give you the Pro. Like, mm-hmm. the, And the Pro was even a new idea for them, right? They never really had done anything like that before. It's pretty much just the system, and then eventually the slim version of the system. So mm-hmm. I, 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 think, I think it just becomes a lot more complicated than just hardware this time around. And I think the best way that they could have solved the hard, hardware problem is to just rip out a, a, a disk drive and say, here, $100. Especially considering there's tons of people who are really buying... You know, uh, I I wish I had just getting the the digital version, but, you know, it it was what it was. Like, I I got what I could get my hands on. But, like, I'm only playing digital games, right? Same thing with my Series X. I'm only playing digital games. So it makes sense for them to made what they made when they made it at that time.
2: I think the problem is, is, like, you know, they came in mind with, you know, this is what we have, you know, in production line before COVID hit. And then COVID hit, and it's like, you know, they're not going to go back on what they planned on it. Mm -hmm. They probably still wanted to go with the Mm -hmm. slim version. Not slim version, but the discless version, because in the end, you know, they know that, you know, people are going to buy both in the end. And if people buy the $100 less version, where you're stuck to buying games on the PlayStation Store, they still probably make more money off of it because they're buying you off their platform exclusively instead of going to, like, GameStop and stuff like that. So they had that plan in mind. But the problem is, is like, since COVID hit and all these chip shortages happened, all the kind of things is like I, I kind of like set them back. I would yeah. say, yep, because you know, usually around this time, it's been almost two years since these consoles dropped. You know, you you would usually be seeing all these consoles in the store shelves, and you know, that's it. Like everybody got a console, we're all good. But yeah, I just feel uh-huh. like COVID probably ruined their plans, and that's why they're you know consoles is probably selling more now because it's hard to make consoles and all that kind of things.
0: Yeah. You're a thousand percent right on that, man. Um, you know, I'll, this is just the last thing I'll say before we go is, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, COVID just, yeah, like you said, through a wrench and all these different types of things. When, mm-hmm. when Microsoft and Sony are building out these next generation systems, you know, they're building it like four years in advance, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's no way that they could have foresaw COVID. And then even within COVID, you know, the, the supply chain restraints or constraints mm-hmm. and like the, the chip shortage and all that different type of stuff. So, you know, that, that definitely plays another role in it. I think Microsoft basically kind of got lucky in the fact that they were an underdog and they needed to find a way to differentiate themselves as the underdog. So they made the S and, you know, boom, like th- things happen the way they happen. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely an interesting Topic As always with Sony and, you know, how different their business practices are in contrast to Microsoft. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what else they have going on down the pipeline. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed for this PlayStation showcase. Maybe there's something mm-hmm. in there that might justify this big, you know, uh, price hike. I know we just got the announcement on that Elite Controller Elite controller. Um, we'll talk about that more at another time. Probably mm-hmm. when that releases, I'm sure Manny will be able to show I that off for five, us. <laughs> I hate it. Oh man. <laughs> all right, guys. But um, but yeah, we're running running a little long on time here. Um, I know we all got to go. So again, thank you guys for watching and listening. Check us out on all our social media platforms. If you're watching us, um, you know each of us have our own social media down below. Make sure to check out the podcast on Twitter at XPack Pod on instagram at x5 pod and then also on tiktok at expansion pack podcast with an x guys <laughs> we will check you guys out next week thank you again peace hey, yeah.